And whatever you do, don't let it fall into the wrong hands. Yeah, sorry. Abe's laptop decided to log on, update, and then restart again. <laughs> let me do. Let me do a justification in game. After recently defeating the elemental that was summoned from seemingly the enchanted candles in the floor below you, you have started climbing the stairs in the newly opened staircase. And as you reach the top, you suddenly all simultaneously get terrible foot cramp and have to sit on the stairs rubbing your feet for about 15 minutes. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you've just no. not enough potassium in, in fantasy times. Stretch out, guys. I'll be better in a minute. Joseph kind of like lies down on the floor and puts one leg up, like footballers do. So someone comes and does one of those like leg to shoulder stretches. Nice. Uh, roll a mm -hmm. athletics check. Okay. Well, it's more performance because I want someone to come and stretch my leg. Oh, okay. If we're going to do that, then performance, yeah. Okay. Which I'm much worse at. <laughs> Okay, with a 12, you see Joseph lie awkwardly on a series, like, six to eight stairs and looks very uncomfortable and then sort of, like, stretches his leg and makes a uh, 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 kind of sound. I'm kind of, like, like, wiggling my toes, hoping that someone comes over. You notice through his leather boots a certain jostling that could imply toe movement. Yeah. <laughs> um, I instruct uh, Gahat Balachus to go and uh, wiggle his toes. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, Wiggle Joe's toes only? Mm. Through his boots, though. Okay. So it's uh, extra ineffectual. Make a dexterity check for Gehacked Balache. I also like that uh, Hugo's got an actual scotch glass for presumably scotch. Mm. Yes. Okay, with a 15, you feel these very dexterous, very pointy imp digits manipulate your tarsals and metatarsals in a fairly satisfying manner. Invisible imp. Sorry, uh, he's still invisible. I didn't realize. Yeah. You presume they're imp fingers. They could be anything unseen, really. Yeah, I just, I feel like God himself is massaging my foot. It's pretty good. <laughs> I say, good um, job, Gahag Balajas. We have a career outside of this nonsense. <laughs> uh, update from Ash or Monty? Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, well, I think Sheila's got it on her phone now, so we should be able to Yeah, I'm over there. Oh, oh, I didn't see you in the, in the chat. There we go. Okay, so as you finish stretching out your leg muscles and uh, manipulating toes and getting rid of your foot cramp, you arrive at, th at the threshold of the next level of this Orpheus's Tower, or you presume Orpheus's Tower according to all the shtick that the nuns had spouted your way. Fucking crones. <laughs> within, within this level, you see a very lavish bed with crimson bedspread and some sort of perhaps polar bear skin rug atop it. Speaking of rugs, there is a large circular rug in the center of the room, slightly underneath the bed. Two very rudimentary looking chests against the far wall, double doors between those chests, and presumably a fireplace off to the right. And the staircase continues upwards. You're in like a staircase cylinder. Hmm. What do you do? Uh, so I'm going to stay away from the rug this time. Yeah. You know Don't trust I mean. that shit. Yeah. 
Does it? Does the, st- the stairs carry on upwards, or is that just the graphic? No, they do. That you're, you know, those staircases where you you get off at one level, but you can keep going up. Yeah. Yeah, that's where you are. Um. So, uh, they, well, Joe's is thinking that the, you know, like the first floor, uh, the ground floor, we had a, a rug and a fire situation. So he's very wary of that. It looks like it's pretty hard to hard to sneak past the rug. Um. So he's just going to sit there, thinking. Xenerai uh, desperately wants to jump on the bed. <laughs> Does he express this desire out loud, or purely an yeah, inner uh, monologue? Uh, 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 yes, both. Um, okay. Uh, fellas, I really want to jump on that bed. I say, not before me, and run at it. Okay, describe to me how you do that. Um, I'm going to run up at it jump in the air and then do a little twist so that I fall on my bare back and try and take up as much of it as possible. Okay, Very give, graceful. give me an athletics check to see how well this goes. Or acrobatics, I suppose it could apply to either category, whichever is better for you. Oh yeah, sweet 11. Okay, uh, with an 11, you uh, take a step onto the rug as you leap towards the bed and the rug immediately encircles you in its clutches. Everybody, ah, roll, shit. everybody roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you just just never learn. Fucking knew it. Okay, so Monty is. Here. I'm hanging back. As Monty is encircled in a cylinder of very lavish circular rug, he is also the first to react. At the beginning of your turn, I believe. You are going to take damage. You take nine bludgeoning damage as this thing constricts its tasseled threads around your torso. Um, Would you like to do something? Just turn to a Marlock there. (laughs) Yes. Do I have a proper turn? Um, You do, but you're restrained blinded and at risk of suffocating sweet uh... so just keep, uh, that, that basically restricts certain things that you can do like you have disadvantage on i think attacks or something um but just let me know what you would like to do and then we will make it happen as best we can i think i am going to just try and tear a hole in it really Rather than like set myself on fire, which I was tempted by. Don't worry, I'm going to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, good. Which, which I was tempted by. Okay, okay I'm going to slash through it with my halberd. So basically, you're trying to halberd. get get out, right? Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, try wow. and create a gash in it. Okay. Um, in that case, I would say you need to make a strength or athletics check. Basically, you can use a knife to, to do this, but the way the mechanics work is you're trying to overcome the creature with your knife and your strength to break your way out. So just make like a, either athletics or strength, it's up to you. Oh, Ooh. wow. With an 18, you slash your way out valiantly, leaving a gash of threaded proportions behind you. Um, would you like to stay where you are or, or move? Of... I will. Is it in any way kind of... Uh alarmed by that like uh can i get away safe like safely um, that an is what i'm asking 
I guess. Question. No, I think I think you would actually know it's probably used its reaction. So once it's used its reaction, it can't do another attack of opportunity until the next round. Like you can only do one attack of opportunity slash reaction per round. So yeah, you should be fine. Okay, sweet. I think I'm going to run to this little nook here um, by the bed. Nice. And that is the end of Monty the Brave's turn. There we go. Nice. You are so close to getting set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> We have uh, life. You were going to get burnt to death. <laughs> <laughs> now it is Ape's turn. Right, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to use my great well move, but I can't move myself. Uh, but uh, I can move you. Oh no, I can't. No? <laughs> uh, I can give you control. Hold on. And I'm close to it and attack it with the great axe, which is. Uh, 1d12 plus 2 Belgian damage, which is... You, you'll have to roll a 20 to hit first, I believe. Is that correct? Is that it? You need to roll a d20 to hit first. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so yeah, do... I want to hit the rug. Uh, yeah, you need to roll a d20 to hit, and I think you add your strength, which is whatever your strength is. Well, that is not going to happen because I got a natural 1, so... Oh, wow. Roll a d20 to see how unfortunate that is. Ten. Uh, ten. Okay. Basically, you uh, run up towards this rug creature and start to slide on the newly revealed stone floor underneath. And you do like a whoa, trying to keep your balance. And then you just sort of bump into it in a moderately embarrassing manner. Um, Monty can control all players. Okay, cool. I've changed this around. So Abe... Is still going to be Abe in the combat order, but Monty can control it. And you can control Dave Joza, so we should be all good. And I can actually probably give oh, that, yeah. now that we're learning new functions, I could probably give that to... And I uh, think you can, Zenerai, now move your imp. Cool. Um, cool. So let's say, uh, is that the end of Abe's turn before we do imps? Yeah. Okay, cool. Next up is Joza. Um, okay, so... Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Just just beforehand. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the Abe, the paladin, can attack twice. Isn't that something we discovered recently? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to find it in this one. Sweet. Yeah, no, okay. that was true. So. It's like oh. plus five or six or something if you're hitting with your great axe. Yeah. So, uh, should I... Which one should I roll again? The d20, and then you add, I think, 5 or 6 to it. I can't remember your bonus off the top of my head. Oh, 18. Ooh. Oh, wow, you rolled an 18 plus your bonus, or 18 in total? No, 18 plus my bonus. Nice, that definitely hits. So, so excuse me. Roll that's 5, 23. Yep. Ro roll damage, which I think okay. is probably like a d8 or a d10 or something. I think it's a 12. It's a oh, d12, yeah, d12 great axe. 12 plus 2 bludgeoning. Nice. Bludgeoning, that sounds like a warhammer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so three. What's the resulting number? Uh, if it was three from that, and is it five? That Wasn't it plus two? Three plus two. Three plus two. Yeah. yeah. Five. five. Okay. Cool. So you do five slashing damage as your great axe cuts another large swathe through its meticulously woven, presumably Persian fabric. Um, <laughs> is, is that the end of your turn? Yes, that would be the end of the turn. Cool. Joe's turn. So I'm finding it hard to concentrate this 
fancy music is really loud. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm listening to it too. It's pretty fucking sick. It's almost it, too fancy. <laughs> Sorry, what uh, was that? Okay, so uh, so Joseph, thinking back to his previous uh, rug shenanigans. Um, rug nanigans. Rug nanigans. <laughs> Uh, it's Florpastry shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Florpastry shenanigans. He's going to hit swords different than uh, bow and arrow. So he's going to draw his trusty short swords and uh, get right up in his grill. Um, oh, and grill charge get over. And uh, maybe, I don't know, I've got a pretty cool image of trying to leap onto the back of Abe and then on top of the rug and just like chopping its pieces. So you're going to use Abe as a stepping stone in the yeah. air. So okay. I want to shout, um, hey, platform routine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Position three. Uh, I like this. I like this. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Joza to roll an athletics or acrobatics check. If you fail the DC in my head, you'll still get to attack. You'll just look like a little bit of an uncoordinated struggler. <laughs> But if you yeah. succeed, it'll be cool, and I'll come up with some way of doing that. Yeah, I want—I quite want to have a bit of a disadvantage because I want this to be something that Joseph thought about telling Abe about before, but forgot to. <laughs> oh, so okay, so this isn't so something that you guys have. Okay, well then, in that case, uh, so when I shout, Abe, catapult maneuver. What? <laughs> well, no. Okay, right. let's 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 give it a chance. Let's give it a chance. Okay, so okay. Abe. You're, you've got to just figure out. So roll an insight check for me. Do you have your insight stats on your sheet? It should be on the left with all the skills. So if Abe can just intuit what you want with a high enough check, then you won't be at a disadvantage. However, if they can't, then you will be because you've just made up a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no, it's, it's kind of largely up to Abe whether you succeed or fail in this situation. Completely, yeah. It's the difference between getting a sweet like, catapult or running into the back of a giant paladin. Yeah. A jaladin. See <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that today. <laughs> it's it's never it's never not not funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, insight. Sorry. Oh, I was... have plus five with insight, that's good. Yeah, oh, you're I insightful as fuck. Come to pack that. Fifteen. Plus or plus five. No, that's including everything. Oh nice. Okay, with a fifteen Abe somehow looks at the crinkle-browed look in your <laughs> determined face and creates a platform with his broad shoulders. Now you need to do an athletics check, normal style. Or okay. acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go acrobatics. This is what yeah. I was made for. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Okay. With a 12, 12, you you just... Man, you In that moment of running towards this dragonborn's enormous shoulders, you realize, oh, wait a second, I'm a halfling. This is quite a big jump. And then you like barely make it clawing over the top of his shoulders and then do like just a little jump from his shoulders. Yeah. It, it wasn't quite the stepping stone that you were hoping for. Like a kid that doesn't want to go in the pool, jumping in the pool. Yeah, trying to try do like a cool like, star jump, but get about half a second at most. Nice, so now roll your attack after that ridiculous routine. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Ridicutine. Yeah. Didn't like that one as much. No, it's a bit of a stretch, that one. Um, okay. So, 
Oh yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Okay, with a fifteen, your short sword penetrates the threads, the thousand thread count rug, and does eight piercing damage. I think it's eight piercing damage. Yeah. So I'm seeing myself because uh, I do this little like woo jump off, uh, maybe like stabbing it in, and then kind of Jackie Chan style, sort of then sliding down. The, the rug as it like then takes my weight a bit as I then come to I don't know how big this thing is but it looks pretty it, fucking big yeah it's like 10 feet yeah. tall yeah so like in um, rush hour I'm gonna like <laughs> all the way down nice. um, and then when I get to the bottom um, I've got my second attack mm-hmm. uh, what, is, what does Jackie Chan say in rush hour I don't know uh, <laughs> the other guy his, his partner says like he ain't gonna be in rush hour 4 Oh, yeah, okay, wait, I'm going to save that. Let's see if I kill him now. Okay. Okay, with an 11, your incredibly complex maneuver has taken its toll on you, and you just sort of, like, out of breath, just, like, barely scrape it with the blade, and it seems very ineffectual. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I see that and really just wonder about my life choices and (laughs) remind myself to tell people my plans beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, and now that the the, sh- the showboat's turn has ended, it is Zinarai's turn. Right, so I very smugly fucking run in and jump on the bed right in front of um, <laughs> right in front of Monty. <laughs> Monty, <laughs> okay, yeah, r- roll a burn very- saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what you get, you, you bear. You bad bear. I trail off and blast him with my fucking. Zenra is completely out of one liners in this, the key moment of his victory, and then emits an enormous series of Eldritch blasts. How do you want this floorpastry to meet its doom? Um, so I want the first one to blast it um, through the bottom of it so it lifts off the ground, while the second one hits it right in the middle and blasts it into the firepiece. Which burns up and fucking dies. Nice. It uh, is reduced to, probably, to So I saw myself as being about here. Mm-hmm. So I guess do I need to dive out of the way? Probably just to. No, don't worry. It's, 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 you're a halfling. It's way above you. Okay. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah and a, a, an Eldritch Blast is not an area attack. It's very like a focused bolt or beam. Yeah, I just thought maybe the, the floppistry would like wrap up and take me with it. But yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll cool guy, not shrug at explosions and let it like blow past me, but not move at all. So, yeah, if, if the rug yeah. could have, it probably <laughs> would have, but it wasn't able to on this example. Awesome. Uh, could also run over and cut off one of the tassels and pocket that as well. Uh, oh, sick. Okay, that. make a dexterity check to see how quickly you can react as this thing is reduced to charcoal. Okay. Yeah, you managed to just scamper over there and retrieve a gold-looking yeah, tassel. Yeah, I want to like, put it up and like scalp it like I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, and as you as you look closer, a cowboy, you get the impression that this is a, a gilded thread, like gold thread. So you get nice. the sense that it's a, a valuable little trinket. Yeah, Okay, you're in what appears to be a bedroom. What would you like to do now that there is... You see a big dust circular outline of where the rug used to be. I might jump up and down on the bed. I enjoy it. While looking at Monty. (laughs) I I jump up and rugby tackle you off the bed. Okay, make an (laughs) an athletics check. Ooh, 
And also, Zenerai, Zenerai make an athletics check. Oh, with a nine. The enormous Furbolg is... Excuse me. Oh, with a three. Okay. The enormous Furbolg Monty, uh, the druid, makes just a headlong run. No technique, nothing. Just a big moving ball of weight catapults you off the bed and like bounces you off the wall and you roll kind of next to the, uh, what's this called? The chest over here. <laughs> I assume Monty has claimed his place atop the bed. Most, most certainly. I now sprawl on top of the fur rug as if in camouflage. Nice. You feel luxurious. Sweet. Uh, are those chests on the side? Yes, they are. They they look quite. They look uh, more mundane than the average chest you've seen in your adventures. They have a more sort of yeah, like a basic look to them. They basic. Uh, can I check one of them? One yes. The which one would you like to? The one on the top. The the northern one. Go for it. Uh, okay. You open it, and inside you notice a large amount of. Uh, like luxurious clothes, like really fancy, presumably like the kinds of clothes you would wear at a royal court. They appear to be predominantly male clothes, although a couple of dresses in there inexplicably, a mixture of like azure and crimson and lots of greens. It's a very rich collection of expensive clothes. Mm, is that something I could sell? You presume with the right vendor. Okay, can I take them then? <clears throat> yes, you can say... Uh, f fancy clothes in your notes <laughs> section. <laughs> I was going to come up with a different way of saying it, but that that feels the most appropriate. You hear the smoldering crackling of the recently defeated rug. Um, is the only way out of here up the stairs again, or is there a, is there something to the west there? Um, you notice there are double doors to the west, but you haven't yeah. gone out of them. Yeah, okay. Did someone check out that chest? Sorry, I was typing. The southern one? No. Then, uh... I'll, um, I'll look at it. This okay. one. Abe was down. Yeah, Abe was you open okay. the You open the chest and you see a substantial collection of shoes. Black velvet, yellow like moccasins, a couple of <clears throat> slippers, and then some really fancy like heeled shoes in black leather. It's a bizarre collection like in in this day and age in the land of drab you don't typically see people with more than like two pairs of shoes in their possession i pick up the black leather shoes excitedly okay yeah that was a no-brainer <laughs> yeah. that was a no-brainer you you have a pair of leather shoes fancy right. heeled leather shoes right, Guys, this this guy has such a wardrobe. I, I bet he's killed no one to get this stuff. He just must be really rich. He does have a pretty cool tower, so maybe people just give him their clothes. <laughs> he does have a pretty cool tower. <laughs> Which justifies <Okay>. murder. <laughs> uh, could I just pop a little perception check? No, no one's done that yet. See if I see anything. Looking for, I don't know, any, anything we haven't spotted yet, anything on the walls. Um, okay, if you're looking specifically for things, then make an investigation check. Perception is more like, 
I'm looking around to see if an orc is going to jump out and stab me from behind that door. Uh, okay. Just an investigation. Okay. Nice. As a five, you get the sense that you don't notice any little nooks or crannies or paintings. There doesn't seem to be any paintings on this wall. It's quite a plain room, other than the things you've already discovered. Giant murderous floor pastry. <laughs> yeah, aside, aside from that. Uh, Joe's just going to walk up to this door and pop a perception, see if he can see any uh, traps or anything. Okay, make a perception check. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to say, I'm checking this door for traps. Excellent. Okay, with a 24, you are extremely confident that this is a standard set of double doors, untrapped and seemingly unlocked. Uh, uh, power in. Power yeah, right. So, so this is another one of the like maneuvers that we haven't quite described. <laughs> that exists only in our heads. Power attack four. Um, <laughs> 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 just, just take one step and then like boot the door open. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, uh, make a <clears throat> strength or athletics check. Okay. If you're using your actual boot. I am. It's just a regular boot, not one of those fancy ones. <laughs> Unhealed <laughs> boot. Sick-ass black leather boots. Uh, where's my strength there? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> with, a, with a three, you managed to <laughs> moderately sprain your ankle because you actually hit the doorknob and it comes yeah. at a bit of an angle rather than the flat of the door. And you look a little bit silly, like hopping around on one foot, clutching your other foot. Yeah, jokes. I knew that was power move four. <laughs> that wasn't power move four. That was power move two. Uh, I always get them mixed up. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna hop backwards out and just let someone else have a go. <laughs> opening this <laughs> unlocked door. Uh, can you try moving your imp Zenerai, by the way, just so that we can test that yep. you can do it? Okay, sweet. <clears throat> the imp flutters over, vaguely bored by what's going on. That happens. Dave legs him. <clears throat> Dave knows where it is. They have a connection. The invisible, but, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think their um, their brotherhood of um, the fellowship is strong enough to yeah. transcend uh, light. Okay. There's that, that card game they played back in. Back before we went to the tower, that really kind of just tied their love. So um, my imp is male and uh, Dave is female. So what were you something, saying? Something's going to go down. Yeah, very sexual love. Yeah, mostly sexual. Ash, what did you I say? I didn't hear. Forward it. and shoulder barge it. You're going to okay. Make an athletics or strength check. Okay. <laughs> With a, with a six, you don't run up to the presumably open door quite fast enough and you manage to bruise your shoulder horribly and the door remains like bowing on its like closing mechanism but still closed. Uh, Joe's just going to say, uh, uh, guys, I think, I think we've come far enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, we clearly can't go on. So I am... Um, I, I... I cast, back. I cast I cast Mage Hand and on the way to the door I used to slap uh, Joe's upside the head while opening it from a distance. 
Uh, okay, you run you towards that, the door while slapping Joza with a mage hand and opening the door with your regular hand. No, with a mage hand. Oh, oh, you're physically hitting Joza and using the mage hand to open the door. Okay, the door yeah. opens. The door yeah. opens with no issue at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. Uh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, okay, sweet. So I'm just going to try to show you what you need to be looking at. Just give me a second. Uh, Joseph's going to get on uh, Mount Dave because I can't walk anymore because my foot's fucked. Okay, cool. If you see, do you see the map now? <clears throat> uh, yes. Cool. Basically, after you go through these double doors, you see like a five, seven foot wide balcony that seems to... Uh, encompass the circumference of this level of the tower and it expands your view of the surrounding area so if i'm doing this correctly you basically can see further and you notice roughly what do you notice uh, probably that i would say yeah you notice the beginnings of uh desert and sand dunes to the south you notice a very tight circle of forest to the east with a clearing, a large clearing in the middle that seems to contain cottages and houses and things. You Ooh. see uh, the venomous cops to the northeast that you were recently uh, plunging into. And you notice the noxious thicket to the north. To the west, you notice like quite like little pockets of very large, lush rainforest. And then beyond that, you notice like a really long stretch of mountains, really tall mountains. Mm. Well, I really knew very little about the area I lived. (laughs) (laughs) The horizons are expanded. Wait, are we simpletons? <laughs> All the people out there we can meet and make friends with and bring glory to their lives. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Think how much more of flat drab we've seen. <laughs> flat? Why what? flat? Oh, because uh, Zenrai believes that Drab is flat. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He's a flat earther. That seems in keeping with Zenrai's character. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, if you look right into the distance, you can just see the edge of the horizon is curving slightly from this height. Make an intelligence check. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who, me or Zenrai? Uh, both of you, but mostly Joza, because you were doing something at the time. Okay. Uh, Zenorai's ch- intelligence check can be more of a passive, how is his flat earth belief going in the background? Okay, with a 13, you've never really considered whether the earth was round or flat. It didn't really have yeah. much of an impact on your life, but you think, yeah, I mean, it's got to be bigger than just that horizon. I wonder why it disappears over there. Um, and before... Maybe NASA is uh, warping the pictures <laughs> and uh, Zenorite with a 14 you think to yourself I mean it seems flat but hmm there's got to be more of it maybe if I'm higher I'll be able to see better it starts to you, you don't quite doubt your beliefs yet but you think you've never really had this view before so you've never been faced with this information 
I walk over to Monty to stand on his shoulders to get higher. Okay. Do you allow this to happen, Monty? I do. Okay. With a slightly higher view, uh, you see incredibly slightly more. There you go. <laughs> ah, I gasp in uh, enlightened wonderment. Uh, Joza, <laughs> Joza looks up and looks at Zenoe, <laughs> and then uh, climbs on, up Monty onto Zenoe. <laughs> okay, make an acrobatics check. This is getting very unlikely. <laughs> so this is on a balcony that's like hundred feet. <laughs> Well, no, technically you're... Uh, how tall would it be? Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. M make an acrobatics yeah. check. <laughs> hmm? Oh, with a 14. Sorry, I didn't say... Okay. With a 14, you step on uh, Monty's ear, uh, Zenerai's eye, and they seem very unhappy about that, but you manage to make it on top in a crouched posture, and you can see ever so slightly further than that. Ready? Hey. Ready? Oh, I hit it all. <laughs> <That's>... I'm blind. <laughs> I'm blind. I'm blind. The tower takes another. The position of knowledge is just blind. There we go. There we go. That's what you see. Uh, you, uh, you know what? It is flat. <laughs> you've just, you've just questioned your thoughts and thought, no, no, that's not right. No, it is, it is flat. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to want to be able to see what these guys are seeing. And what was I'll just try to hug them and feel like lift them up a bit higher. Sorry, what is Abe going to do who isn't currently a part of this pyramid? <laughs> I'm going to hug the one that is... Me. Oh, okay, so I'm going to hug uh, Monty and lift them up as high as I can. Holy moly, what? okay. Um... <laughs> You can make an athletics or strength check, and it's gonna have to be good. <laughs> so an athletics or strength? Yeah, athletics or strength. Pick the better one, please. Pick the better one. <laughs> I can't see my strength. Joseph, who's on the top, is just all about this. This is, <laughs> this is the most. You on, like, come on, you can do it. This is the most bizarre way. Use your back to see how. This is... Well, I have 15 plus two, so that should be not terrible. Well, oh, you rolled a... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. With a five, um, you just can't lift him. You, you squeeze Monty and sort of crush his ribs a little bit, but you can't lift him off the ground. So luckily, the whole tower doesn't go flying off, but you just can't lift them up so there's no way to destabilize them oh thanks for the hug friend yeah you feel incredibly hugged almost too hugged good effort paladin um i'm gonna jump off to the ground okay you hit the ground quite hard but being a ranger you've jumped from trees before yeah i did a sweet combat well so feel good yeah there you go well I done I, I i refuse abjectly to get off monty okay Okay, I keep you on my shoulders and just start chanting, up, 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 up. And then head back inside with absolutely no regard for Zenerai on my shoulders. <laughs> Zenerai, you immediately smack your entire torso on the top of the doorway. Uh, um, make a strength check to not fall off. Okay. 
Uh, my strength is balls. Okay. Nice. You you managed to hold on to the top of Monty's shoulders, but just with your hands. The rest of your body is basically dangling down his back, almost touching the ground. <coughs> I, 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 refuse, I do not relinquish my grip. Okay, you're, you're basically doing a really ineffective piggyback. I didn't know I had a cape. Okay. <laughs> okay, now let me move us back into the other place. My fancy music mix is really epic at the moment. My yeah. <laughs> I love it's such it's, a, it's a mundane moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now I just bang his head on a doorway. Yeah, you find yourself back inside of this room. The ashes of the once floor are now indistinguishable from the traditional logs <clears throat> of a fireplace. I just say I wouldn't mind inspecting the fireplace a little bit more, actually. Just having what a little. What are you looking for? Whether anything's been burned in it recently, or you know, any any suspicious scratchings, etchings, marked mechanisms. Okay, give me in an inspection check, please. Investigation. Yes, please. Or, yeah. Sick. Okay, with a 15, you notice there are two small, like three foot high, uh, armor clad soldiers carved into each side of the fireplace. And they look, uh, quite, they look quite nice. Uh, they look like very old, probably from the same period of time that the uh, statues on the level below were carved. They have a similar sort of vibe. Maybe they were carved by the same person. Um, the fire doesn't seem to have much in the way of fuel other than the charcoal that the floppistry was turned into. You don't notice any log ashes and you're wondering why the fire hasn't gone out by now. It's a ghost fire. Touch it. <laughs> that is your first conclusion. Um... So I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> clawing onto Monty's back at this point. Um, can I do an arcana check to see if there's any magic going on? Uh, about the fireplace? Yeah, make an arcana check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with a 16, you get the sense that the the stone that the fireplace is constructed with has been imbued with some sort of arcane uh, enchantment that causes it to be aflame constantly. Mm. Hey, guys, there's something fucky going on here. <laughs> Told you, it's a ghost fire. Ah. I'm glad I'm hanging on to your back. What, is, your uh, what does front. Ghost Rider say when he looks into someone's soul and then burns them from the inside out? It's like something really cool. Don't you remember the, I'm, the I'm Nicolas Ghost Cage Rider, movie? Yo. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll deal with it later and then I'll send it as a commemorative gift for this episode. <laughs> ah. Up, 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 up. up. <laughs> um, hearing the chanting of up, Joseph thinks uh, they're talking about the next floor of the stairs. So I'm going to uh, hop on the back of Dave and we'll walk over to the steps, I think. I was just celebrating the 2007 P Pixar classic movie. It's true. It is a classic. I celebrate it every day. You're, you're, uh, no one moved their icons for a sec because I've got to move you to the next level. Your character wrestles with the idea that he's recalling a story in a format that doesn't exist, that he hasn't seen, but he's quite pleased with the idea of it. 
<laughs> Psychotic breakdowns in the Dungeons Dragons universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the GM said, let there be map. And there was map. Look into my eyes. Your soul is stained by the blood of the innocent. Oh, is that what he says? I sent you the... Come on, isn't that the most, like, metal thing that you could say to someone? Yeah. Your soul, your soul is stained by the blood of the innocent. So on arriving in this new floor, I shout to everyone, Look out, guys, there's no floor What do we do? Um, cool. So basically, what you notice in this room is at least four, perhaps six desks of various shapes and orientations, all of which are coated with loose parchment, what appears to be a map or a sort of topographic model of a map, and then two white burning braziers on either side of the central circular table. Map, 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 map. map. <laughs> Topography. Uh, our group <laughs> and friends party has finally found a leader. <laughs> You're just blind chanting. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Okay. I like that your, your leader is mob mentality, but that mentality is one person. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So what Four would idiots. who like to do? Um, I'd like to go and inspect the map. Sorry, um, Monty would like to drag Zenerai on his back towards the map to inspect it. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna it with your with your knees and your inner thighs. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna let you inspect it and describe it to me with your superior knowledge of all things. So peeking, so peeking over uh, Monty's shoulder, I'd like to inspect the map. Okay, uh, <laughs> you can roll a. Uh, it's not an inspection check. Inspection check. Investigation check, please. If I had a two-word description of our group, I think it would be needlessly convoluted. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the role? I think okay. it would be hand with, <laughs> with an 11, you basically see more of this. Oh, movie. shit. You notice a whole butt-ton. Ooh. Sick. Castle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, look at uh, everything. This is our world. Late adventures. Sounds really emo. All the adventures to be had. Younger than what? What's it? What's it comparing itself to? You also, <laughs> with your with your investigation check of eleven, Monty, you see. Uh, the map, the map that is before you, except rendered in more 3D model detail. You see that each tree has been carved from maybe wood and then painted. And you see these little castles have been labeled and carved meticulously, some from ivory, some from stone, and then some from various different kinds of wood. This would have taken months, probably years, depending on the skill of the craftsman. And you can see that it still appears to be in progress. Not all the areas are fully painted. You notice, you know, patches of yellow and brown and green just end without really in any indication of the area around them. So you get the sense that the younger forest might have a name that makes sense if this person had labeled the areas around it. I shout to Joser, 
quickly jump on my shoulders. We might see more of this map. <laughs> Abe, 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 Abe. <laughs> Abe knows maps. <clears throat> As an outlander, I do have good memories for maps, so uh, can I also take a look? Oh, uh, yeah, good idea. Yeah, make a, I'll say, investigation check with advantage, because if that's listed in your background, then yeah, let's make that happen. I love it when backgrounds come up. They so rarely do. 16, and then you roll again. I don't know what my backgrounds are. They just give you like one or two cool things. Oh, there you go. Okay. So with a 16, you are confident that... Um, what would you learn that you haven't already learned? Um, let me have a think here. You notice that this area here, this tower specifically, is one of the more recent additions based on the quality of the paint. It's still a little bit shiny, like it was made quite recently. Um, you also notice that this area over here on the far right-hand corner has seemingly been deliberately painted a different color. Like you have the dark green forest here, and then to the right on the far edge of the map, you have this light teal color that doesn't look like an accident. It looks like it's painted there to indicate something, but you don't know what. Where the world ends. Do you mean to the um, to the east of the younger forest? Sorry. Yeah, you see where I'm pinging. There's like a little teal gotcha. swathe. Yeah, I see it. Um, okay, so we also need a flat Earth check from Zenerai. Sick. Uh, <laughs> why is that in deep parlance? Oh, sorry. That intelligence check, please. <laughs> you mean they don't have that listed as an attribute? Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> With a natural one, roll a d20 to see how bad it is. Uh, shit. I love that Zenerai rolled a natural one on a flat earth check. 18. <laughs> okay. With an 18, you are more certain than ever that this completely flat model of the world that you, that you know is proof that the world is flat. Guys, don't even talk to me anymore. I have ascended to a different plane. <laughs> well, just further along on the single flat plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish there was only one. I, I, I consider uh, readying a fireball, but then decide pity Joser's ignorance. <laughs> Your inner monologue goes through exactly those machinations. Shit. So, um, so Joseph also has a. Um, he likes maps and stuff. Apparently, uh, I have an excellent memory for maps. Does that mean? That, um, Nerd. Yeah. Um, does that mean I could just recall this whenever we want, or? Um, yeah, I think certain kinds of backgrounds can do that. Uh, it depends on how it's worded. Could you please read it for me? So I'm a wanderer. I have an excellent memory for maps and geography. You can always recall the general layout of terrain, settlements, and other features around you. In addition, you can find food and blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. I'll say you can basically remember this map. Um, Abe, do you have something that describes itself in those terms? Yeah, I have pretty much the same thing. Um, cool. Between the two of you, you've got an incredibly rich, detailed, mental <laughs> picture of this map. Can I, can I throw a curveball in? No, you can throw um, a flat ball only. 
so the flat ball I would like to throw in is that my background is of sage. Therefore, I am a researcher. Yeah. So when I attempt to learn or recall a piece of lore, um, how does that work with the fact that I know the earth is flat? Well, you didn't finish a sentence. When you attempt to recall a piece of lore, then what? Um, if you do not know the information, you often know where and from whom you can obtain it. Okay, so that, uh, that means that you're very good at knowing where to get information, even if you don't know it off the top of your head. Like, if you, ah. for example, were standing outside of this tower and thought to mm -hmm. yourself, I wonder how long this tower's been here, you would do a history check, and if you didn't know, the failure would still result in you saying, ah, but there is a library in the Proving Grounds that may be able to help us. Gotcha. I wondered if it might lead to some hilarity with regards to my ludicrously accurate beliefs. Well, I mean, you do know places that you could go to get more information about Flat Earth, but you have no desire to do that because you're incredibly confident. Flat ah, right. Sorry, Flat Drab. Flat Drab, yeah. <laughs> 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 God, I'm so confident. Cool. So you're currently staring at this model, and uh, it is you're absorbed by its beauty. Uh, how big is it? Um, I would say five and a half feet by by three feet. Shit, I can't put it in my bag of holding. It would be tricky. And again, you like I said, you have trained for this. You can remember it basically verbatim. Yeah, I want to sell it. <laughs> That's such a bizarre thing to do. <laughs> you literally picked up like a whole tassel's worth of gold thread, easily pocketable. But you think, no, this incredibly clunky hobby craft, there'll be a niche person that wants this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, man. Stars and Dragons. Pretty weird uh, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's just an interesting way that Joseph's mind works. I suppose he spent a lot of time in the forest, not so much yeah. in the mercantile world. Yeah, he has a very simplistic idea of how that sort of thing works. It's mainly just hangs out with animals and trees. Um, yeah, that seems to be the case. I will uh, remind you of the context of the room, but if you want me to go back to that map, then I will. Can you see the place now? Yeah. Can, can we check the books? How would you like to check them? Um, just check if there's anything that is useful to us. Anything okay. Make a perception check, please, Abe. Uh, perception. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a six, you notice a lot of thick leather, <clears throat> leather tomes, some of which are written in common, but not that many. You notice the only one you really pay attention to is uh, it seems to be a book on philosophy and 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 it seems to be describing like do we live on one plane or many is the title. Very apt. Uh, can I pop a? Cause now that I've got this idea of, I think Joseph kind of went over to the um, to the table and got the bag of holding out and kind of pushed the th model into the bag and then realized that the one foot opening was not, not big enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm now going to, can I do a perception check as well, see if there's anything else I can, uh, any useful scrolls as well that I might be able to recognize to sell. Yeah, go for it. Make a perception check. Abe, did you have anything else you wanted to do when you 
saw this book I'm with your six. reading my philosophy book. Oh, so you pick it up and start reading it? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, who was I talking to? Joza, with your 11, you notice as uh, Abe picks up the book and starts reading it, the two white braziers that were illuminating the room suddenly leave their braziers and lunge themselves at Abe. So everybody needs to roll initiative. Sorry, guys. Uh, why can't I? So just just to double check, is it uh, braziers or braziers? I don't know. I say braziers, uh, as in like braz with a Z, but I really don't know how to say it. Okay, so it's not flaming glass. No, they're, they're not uh, no. upper garments. Uh, gotcha. What am I looking for? Uh, Joseph, I would recommend uh, rewinding to 1928 Invictus. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, I remember that one. That was good. Okay, as this is happening, the Will-O-Wisps react first and uh, begin to yeah. attack Abe. So we're going to do a check here. You see one of them comes up to you and a little electric charge seems to emit from the core of this beam. And I think a 21 hits Abe Oof. just. That hits me, yeah. Okay, so that's roll 2d8. That's eight lightning damage as you feel it course through your dragonborn uh, sinew. Um, and you notice they're giving off this bright light in roughly a 10-foot radius and just really brightening up the room now that they're sort of wandering around. Uh, okay, then the other one is going to try and do the same thing. Does a 12 hit Ape? No way, right? No. Okay, so you manage to sort of earth yourself on the nearest metal desk leg and you manage to dodge this uh, blast of metallic energy. Next up is Monty's turn. You see the balls of light sort of bouncing angrily around Abe's head. Okay, um, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on the leftmost one. Oh, I remember this spell. It, it always misses. It needs yeah. a dexterity <laughs> saving, a dexterity saving throw against what, DC? Uh, 14. Oh, no, with a natural 20. Oof. That is unlucky. You get the sense that these things move around incredibly quickly, so you could surmise that they're quite dexterous. Uh, uh, we can surmise from that they have plus nine dex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did I you... will not be casting that spell ever again. Okay, um, you, you see this huge beam of radiant energy, well, medium-sized beam of radiant energy, plunge its way out of the ceiling into the ground, but the little ball of light like hovers out of the way. Shit. Um, okay. I'm going to hang back here still. Um, is that the end of Monty's turn? Okay, before Joseph's turn, you notice that as they start spinning around Abe and after the little tendrils of electricity, they start giving off this humming sound like a... Can you hear that or is Discord cancelling it? No, no. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, Maybe one more time. Uh, just one more again. No, we're good. Joseph, you're up. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, out of context, I don't like the sound of that, but Joseph's not that smart, so he's going to do what he was going to do anyway, which is to... Um, he's on the back of Dave, and uh, he wants Dave to do... Oh, no, it's not... It's too... These rooms are too small. I can't do a pounce attack. That's annoying. 
What do you mean? Um, how, how far does he have to run? She. Uh, needs like a, I think it's like a 30 foot, 20, 30 foot run up. One sec. Um, extras. Yeah. Panther. Uh, pounds at least 20 feet. Yeah. That's, which, that, that's doable. If Abe sort of runs to this far end of the room first, which she could do if she has 30 feet yeah. of movement. Uh, uh, Okay, yeah, let's do that then. So I'm still on Dave's back. Uh, Dave's going to do like a little run back over here uh, and do a little run up and then uh, pounce attack one on the left. Okay. Pretty sure they're going to explode, but I don't know that. Okay, so do the do you have Dave's stats? Yeah. Um, so uh, pounce. So if I run at least 20 feet forward, which I'm going to do, and then hit with a claw attack on the same turn, that must succeed. Da, da, da. So I'll do a claw attack. Boink. 19. Okay, sick. with a 19, the claws just find purchase inside this like ball of light. And you watch them do some damage, but not the damage that you would expect them to. So that's the one on the left, right? Yeah. Uh, so we are... Um, so... Uh, in that case, uh, you must succeed on a DC 12 strength throw. I'll link it. There you go. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, so that didn't do anything. They, um, they, they fail the, the save, and it did do something. It showed me the DC. But okay. as they fail the save, Dave pushes her claw down to the ground, but it's sort of like without the aggression of a claw attack, it just sort of slides through, and they seem to be this ball of light that's floating in the air seems to be unable to be proned. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, in which case, uh, so Joseph's going to be kind of angry about that, the fact that his trusty cat wasn't able to do what he wanted. So uh, he's once again going to pull his swords out and try and plunge them into this ball of light. So let's have a go at that. Okay, sweet. Uh, roll an attack. Blink. Oh, wow. With a 25, your short sword, like you said, empowered <clears throat> by the... Uh, <laughs> the disappointment in your mount uh, cuts through doing, again, less than you would expect. It seems like they are shaking off some aspect of the attack, but not all of it. And that is okay. a successful attack. Is there anything else you would like to do? Uh, sorry, you know, that's the end of my turn. Okay, cool. Next up is Abe. <coughs> you hear them um, buzzing on either side of you. That can be commanded with the spell command. Sorry, say that one more time. Are these creatures that can be commanded with a spell command? Uh, how does the command spell, how is it worded? You speak a one word command to a creature you can see within range. Range, sorry. Uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. The spell has no effect if the target is undead, if it doesn't understand your languages, or if your command is directly harmful to it. Okay, well do an what would this be? Do either like nature or intelligence check to determine whether you think this creature is undead or not. Or you could do like arcana. Like it, it could be, it could. <laughs> okay. With a natural one, uh, roll a d20. We'll see how, <coughs> how severe it is. Okay. With a 13, you don't know whether it's undead or not. However, it doesn't have a body and it's a ball of light. So you're you're unsure. Sorry, Sorry. Okay, <laughs> and then I'm just going to attack normally with my great axe. Nice. Did that 
Okay, with an 11, your axe, heavy and weighty though it is, plunges down just a second before the thing like molds itself around. Uh, you get the sense it's quite tricky to hit and it seems to be like bobbing and weaving around like a very tiny boxer. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do? I think you can attack again. Yeah, I'm going to attack with the Mace of Warning then. Ooh. With a bigger surface. But probably not. Okay. <laughs> with a seven, you don't connect on this occasion, but you do notice that the the ball of light, when you take out the Mace of Warning, it seems to like shrink away from it and be much more, like, less cocky a ball of light than it was before. It seems a little unsettled. Okay. Is that uh, anything else that Abe would like to do? Uh, nope, I'm just going to stay there. Okay, that is Zinari's turn. Um, I'm going to send a couple of blasts of Eldritch Blast. Um, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to send one at the, um, the ball of light. Um, and then I'm going to send the second one at the brazier, see if it fucking knocks it over or something. Okay, so the first one is the ball of light on the left? Yep. Okay, so roll that up. Uh, okay, the first one connects with definitive force, and it seems to do the damage that you would hope it would. Like, it's almost as though you're fighting this creature with a force similar to the force that makes up its own body. And mm. that is a successful attack. And then with a 13, you sort of try to Eldritch Blast the Brazier, but it, it doesn't... You're not used to shooting at inanimate objects, and it sort of... You hit you clip the edge of it, and it sort of shakes from side to side a bit, and you're, you're not really sure what to conclude. Hmm. Got, um... Uh, Joseph shouts, uh, I can kick it over if you want next time. Yeah... I saunter over and perch on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the map. Nice. <laughs> okay, you look chill. Uh, next up is the creatures. Uh, the creature is going to uh, the one on the left here is going to. It really seems to be keeping its distance from the mace, and it's going to attack Joza. So that is going to be a natural one so it in its hurry to get over to Joser, it seems to like overshoot and flies around trying to correct its flight path and the other one is also going to try to run away and it is going to go towards monty so you get an attack of opportunity abe awesome uh with one of them or with both of them uh no the other one is still within your range it's only one that's left oh, your I range didn't, yeah, sorry, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. natural 20. The mace, you notice your, your mace glowing with this sort of white light impacts the creature as it leaves with stunning force. And it seems to do exactly the damage that you would expect it to, although you haven't used it very often. It feels like the hit went through. Um, so that's going to be nine slashing bludgeoning damage. Okay, you see this thing really like shudder along its flight path as it heads towards Monty, and it's going to try to shock Monty. But with an eight, I assume that misses as this little bolt of R2-D2-like electricity seems to like <laughs> glance off towards the model and knocks off one of the turrets of the model castles. Does indeed. <laughs> Did you say Ash does it indeed? 
<laughs> Sorry? I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, yes, I said it does indeed. Excellent. So that is what happens. And that is the end of that thing's turn and that thing's turn. I did both of them. Yes. So that means it's Monty's turn. Hi. Um, are, we, are we still one square for five meters? Uh, yeah. Those big squares represents five feet. Five feet, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Doesn't really help. Okay. I'm just going to try and halberd it. Oh, here we go. But I'm very, I'm very glad when I look at my custom items to see vegetable brine assorted. Oh. <laughs> vegetable <Excellent>. brine? <laughs> That's from the old uh, top of the other tower, top of the other yeah. house. Let's see. Nice. Okay. With a 15, you, you don't manage to connect with this thing as it's dodging around and weaving. But you notice, just like the Mace of Warning, the little floating ball of light seems very reluctant to get within any range of this halberd that you're holding and it looks anxious about its situation. Is there anything else you want to do? Hiya. Hiya. Uh, no, I will stay here. Okay, cool. cool. Next up Above. is Joe's turn. Uh, sorry. Um, so first things first, uh, uh, Joe's going to give Zenoi a knowing wink and uh, kick over the uh, brazier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look back and mouth fucking tight. <laughs> uh, okay, as you kick it over, you notice the um, what's it called? Floating ball of light closest to you, sort of like shudders and has to re uh, reorient itself for a sec. But you notice no other effects of your action. Uh, I'm gonna run over and kick the shit out of the brizzy. <laughs> okay, with your with your foot. Yeah, so okay. stamp it on the coals and smashing make, up the. Stuff. Make a make. I mean, it's made of brass, so you're not going to do a huge amount of damage with your foot, but you can make an unarmed yeah. strike if you like. Um, yeah, <laughs> I want to kind of just like stamp out all the coals as if like that's going to do something, and then maybe pick up the brazier and like try really hard to pull it apart, but probably fail. Let's see. Okay, you're actually, okay, if you stamp out all the coals, let's say, hmm, make a, make an athletic check to see with, with how much determination you screw this thing up. Okay. It, it, it oh, natural one. I get to be well, I get to be well. That's true. Uh, um, it really reminds me of that uh, scene from Office Space where they destroy the photo, the printer. Yeah, that's the image I've got in my head, quite like. They think they're gangster, but they're kind of quite lame. Uh, sorry, I'll do that again. Uh, strength. No, sorry. Uh, acrobatic. Athletics. You'll get there. that. Okay. With a 13, you manage to stamp out the coals, and you notice the ball of light closest to you seems to be physically damaged uh, by the assault. It's sort of <clears throat> barely hovering slightly lower above the ground. Is there anything else you would like to do? Um, so, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll shout to the others. Uh, I'll, first I'll give Zenoi like a long wink, say, like a, like a knowing, <coughs> a pregnant wink. Nice. Um, stroke inducing wink. Yeah. Like it fucking worked. Nice one. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, uh, I hope, I mean, presumably everyone else saw that, but even so, Joseph's going to hammer up and say, uh, uh, they're linked to the fire somehow. 
uh, use some water or something. <laughs> okay, is that the end of Joe's the ham's turn? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I've got... Uh, I'm, was my first kick over of the thing an attack? Yeah, I'll finish my turn there anyway. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, attacks and actions are sort of categorized differently, so I had to, like, ride the line between the two things. Technically, two attacks is one action, so you did, like, half of three-quarters of one of the other. Um, well, I'll just I'll, I'll call that it. I'll say that was my turn. Okay, cool. Uh, as we go into Abe's turn... Uh, oh, also, Abe, you're meant to have advantage on your initiative rolls from the Mace of Warning. So whenever you roll for initiative, you roll twice. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I can't. I also can't be surprised with a Mace yeah. of Warning. And that's also uh, anyone within 30 feet of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. uh, Jessica's boo! <laughs> surprised is a slightly different thing in D&D but yes even this Abe, Abe knowing Joe's personality you feel that this is highly expected Hi, cool. you can get me. it is uh, your uh, turn god that mace is good <laughs> the, Abe, the, the mace whispers to you at the last second Joseph's gonna do something silly <laughs> thank you my precious uh, okay so I can move to his other side, right? Without uh, giving him an advantage roll. Which can you? Which, which one are you talking about? Uh, this one, sorry. If I move there. Um, well, technically, you're already flanking it because Jozer is on the other side of it. So you'd get advantage okay. on the attack because of that. There'd be no need to really go on the other side that I'm aware of. Okay, but can I attack the... Brazier thing? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah. If if Joseph makes room for you, you can technically just walk around the ball of light and still remain within its melee range. Excellent. Well, sure? then I'll do that and attack the Brazier thingy. Okay. Make a. Uh, what are you attacking it with? Uh, with the Mace of Warning. Okay. Make a attack roll with the Mace of Warning. Okay, with a 12, I mean, it's a brazier lying inert on the ground. You hit it for three bludgeoning damage, and you notice this little glow start to fade out from the brazier, and this little ball of light disappears, almost as if it was never there, there, there. Um, Is there anything else you would like to do with your turn? Um, I have another attack. Can I move and try and attack the other one? You precisely can. Excellent, I'm going to move here, turn around, and attack again. I like you rotated your icon. Ooh. That was that was serious detail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with a yeah, with a with a fourteen and a seven, you you notice your mace again glows a little bit as it comes into contact with this brazier, and the slight shimmer to the brass-colored brazier <clears throat> seems to fade away, and this other ball of light similarly disappears. Sweet. Well done, everyone. Ah, we worked it out eventually. Nice. Good I was gonna start. I was gonna keep on chopping those balls of light. <laughs> <laughs> they have like they they have crazy stats. They're one of the weirdest creatures in D anD. d They have like an armor class of nineteen, a dex of twenty eight. It's crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that plus plus nine on that um, or like at least getting twenty nine on uh, that roll. It's like okay, no yeah. way. It's crazy. Uh, can I quick, like, after that sort of, uh, all that business going down, um, can I have another quick scope around the room and see whether there's mm-hmm. any drawers or shelves or anything that look Okay, cool. make uh, an investigation check. 
Okay. With a third... Sorry, do you want to say something, Abe? No, sorry. I was just like, well, they did have glowing guardians, uh, so maybe there is something. Okay. So with the 13, uh, after a reassurance from Abe that, you know, only, only having guards outside of cool shit makes sense, so obviously there's something cool, uh, you, go, you go up to the desk closest to you, Monty, and where are you? Uh, so, sorry, you go there, yeah. And you do a little rummage around, and you find a couple of loose pieces of uh, parchment that seem to be like notes. Um, and they're written in quite a flowing, very pretty handwriting. And they say, in common, ah, I mean, everything, everything I put down seems to eventually happen, but it's not quite as I intended. I mean, that one took two years, and then the second time, ugh, it's hard to know where one entry begins and the other one ends. It's just like little random notes, and there's all kinds of like weird, this person is very messy, and there's all these kind of loose bits of parchment and books on philosophy. One of them is about the nature of existence, and the other one says, deities, all, all there is, and then there's all these kinds of books and parchments. Is there anything you're specifically looking for? Like, you were looking for nooks and crannies, I think you said, right? Yeah, yeah like shell, uh, drawers and... Okay, drawers you, you open up uh, a bunch of the drawers. One drawer contains, like, exotic fruits, that half of which are rotting, seemingly for snack time while studying. The, I'll take them. Okay, you, do, you, take, <laughs> you take half rotting fruit or the half that's good? Uh, the rotting fruit. Please. Okay, you've got rotting fruit. You can add that to your notes. Uh, the bottom drawer contains a series of small paint pots, presumably used together with the brushes in this drawer to create that model. Then uh, uh, the drawers in the other desk, on the other side of the room, you see uh, a couple of sketches, and I will see if I can draw them for you on the screen. Okay. You see a couple of pieces of paper that have this kind of a drawing on it and it has little labels next to it like should I call it the pencil should I call it uh, I don't know the trophy and he seems to be just like this presumably this person is trying to come up with names for this sketch for this object guys this guy seems to be writing things with some weird magical pen that then come into being an existence in the future at least that's my hypothesis Mm. So why don't you look for the pen? Pen, 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 pen. pen. Uh, pen. At, the, at the sound of chanting, Zenerai jumps up and starts chanting, pen, 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 and comes over to start um, looking for the pen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just can do that too. Everybody make an investigation check who's looking for the pen, pen, pen. Yeah. Even though if the label said pencil. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, investigation was it? Sorry. Yes. So I was I was busy adding the rotting fruit to my. Uh, <laughs> you really are a meticulous character sheet keeper. Um, yes. I think Abe hasn't made a check yet. No. Unless you just ignore them in their chanting and stand. Uh, surly in the corner. Oh, wow. Okay, so with an 18, 
Okay, so basically, Zenorai, Jozo, and Abe, you start to do more rummaging. Mon Monty, you start to like go over the areas you've already been to make sure that you haven't missed anything. And uh, I will say, Abe, you're looking over Monty's shoulder at one point, and in the second drawer of the first desk, so over here, that Monty went through, you rummage around and try to see what you can find, see if he's missing anything, and you feel like a a small piece of paper on the upper side, like attached to the upper side of the drawer. Like you would never see if you were just opening the drawer. It seems to be attached to the bottom of the drawer above it. And you remove it and it seems to be a sketch in charcoal of a very beautiful woman with long curly hair. And there's like a forest in the background. And then in the distance of that drawing, it gets a bit fuzzy. Like they, they weren't really focusing on that. And uh, yeah, that's what you discover. Okay, okay, I'm a pervert, so I'm going to actually take the sketch. Nice. Does, the forest. does she seem like she's come from the uh, the younger wood, the younger forest? <laughs> or, uh... You can make an insight check. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, with a 14. You don't think she's from the younger wood. I think one of you is actually from that wood, but I forget which one. Um, and she doesn't look to be clad in the kinds of fashion that you've seen anywhere in Drab. It looks entirely foreign to you. There's, she's wearing a lot of like robes, almost like a, I mean, in modern terms, you would call it like a toga, but to you guys, it just looks like a bed sheet sort of draped around her. Sick. Um, and then moving on from that, we see Zenerai and Joza, you discover again, books upon books about very like existential topics like after death one is just called after death and then the other one is called the parallel and if as you flip through it it seems to be about like are there other planes of existence in parallel to our own what influence do they have how would we find them and they they seem to mix in like the arcane like there's a bunch of references to the study of wizardry and sorry not wizardry the arcane that wizards pursue and uh yeah that's what you discover uh just gonna throw it all on the floor okay you throw it on the i throw it on the ground <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking it uh you're taking mm. what i am taking the sketch of the woman in the oh. toga yeah, you can put uh, in your notes, sketch of woman in toga, or any derivation of that should remind me. Can I roll an investigation check for Dave, because she's also over here? Yeah, cool. go for it. That'll be intriguing. Uh, should I just roll a d20? Uh, yes. If you have Dave's stats, do you? Uh, what does she have? Investigation is based on intelligence, so just add her intelligence modifier. Oh. <laughs> you mean minus four? Yes, that. <laughs> uh... Okay. Mm. With a 14, Dave cleverly finds a dead mouse. Well, sorry, sorry, 10. <laughs> oh, 10. Cleverly yeah. finds a dead mouse beneath one of these desks and proceeds to chew on it and swallow it. Nice. Sweet. That's awesome. I would like to um, pick up the book on um, other planes okay. of existence. Uh, do you do anything with it or just hold it? Uh, stuff it in my sack. Okay. <laughs> you do that. Right, deep in there. You can write um, in your notes a uh, book on parallel dimensions or plane, planes. Got it. In your spare time, you can actually like read these books. Just send me a WhatsApp message and I will uh, 
present you with the accompanying document for that book. Oh, sick. Oh. So that's why it's good to keep notes, because otherwise you won't know what book you have. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joseph's bored. Um, Joseph kicks oh. a nearby book. <laughs> Sorry, what's up? A chant up, emerges. Up, up. Um, <laughs> I chant up, up, up while winking at my imp and telepathically asking him, What's going on with these books? Um, okay. The, do you have the imp stats? Uh, yep. Make an intelligence check for the imp, please. Actually, I have the stats too, do I? Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. Not, not so, uh, the imp says, uh, what would the imp say? Um, books, uh, old, old books. Uh, uh, can you, can you not read? <laughs> So, of course I can read. Oh, oh, good. I was, I was just testing. I mean, I could read. I, I just wanted to know if you could. Thank you, Kahakbalachis. You're as useful as always. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. No worries. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I love that character. Uh, awesome. Is there anything else you would like to do? I mean, Kahakbalachis has tons more thoughts to offer, but you just need to provide the right questions. <laughs> well, Gahagal, I just can sit in the corner to the to learn how to you know respond to my needs. You see, Gahagalache goes up to Dave and, in Zenerai's voice, says, "Are you going to eat all of that mouse?" And <laughs> <laughs> and Dave just like looks mournfully. No, what's the word? Scathingly, scathingly at Gahagalache as it's already Quick. been eaten. Yeah, quickly swallows the rest of the mouse. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn you. I offer Gahakalache some rotting fruit. Oh, he, he takes it with enthusiasm and says in Zenerai's voice, Ah, yes, thank you. <laughs> <coughs> you furry fuck. Up, <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, so you guys would like to go up? Is that what I'm concluding? Nah, mate. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no one yeah. move their icons, please. Oh, no one. Is, is Ash well, drunk he, with power? You can't, you can't refer to the dungeon master as mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he, he can. It just depends how much he values his character. Yes. Mm. I, li um, I like the idea of like very aggressively kind of cutting through the veneer of the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> The idea, the idea of immersion is foreign to both Monty and Ash. Um, okay, cool. Um, okay. As you guys reach this next floor, you see a circular room with a pedestal in the middle. Atop the pedestal is a very elaborately worked uh, hourglass, you know, like a sand timer. And it's got this black dragon curled around it, like a model like an enamel black dragon curled around the hourglass. And as you enter the room, it lifts itself off the ground and then turns itself over. And this is the amount of time that's in the hourglass. You also see four chests around the room. And that's what that's you see. Uh, I'm gonna 
panic. Uh, okay. You also see uh, some uh, writing uh, on the pedestal in the center of the room. Okay, let's read, read that. It. Let's read that. Uh, yeah. It says it's carved into the bottom of the pedestal. Corval the patient. So maybe we should wait let's until just, the time is over. Let's just wait and do nothing. Yeah, I agree. Mm, well, I just stand <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, do nothing. and don't do anything. I yeah. mean, patience. And don't. Don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I <think so. laughs> I am going to. Uh, I am restrained, yeah. Fine. I put my bow and arrow back on my back. Uh, <laughs> I want a perception check. Sure, make a perception check. This is a, quite a timely check, because, I mean, in the world of checks, basically, we're... It's in bullet bullet time. Okay, with a 22, you notice four chests of differing colors around you. And as the timer runs out, you hear a series of, like, clicks throughout the room, seemingly coming from the, you know, sides of the room. Which directions? Where the chests are? Yes, vaguely. I mean, you don't have perfect auditory location, but you presume so. Uh, right, so we can see that the time's run out or something. Um, yes, you can see that. Chosa is still going to... I'm, I'm going to ride Dave here, as one does. Okay. I'm gonna, both of us are going to approach the thing and have a closer look. Oh, um, at, at, oh at the hourglass? Yeah. Okay. Um, what are, you, are you just trying to... You can make oh, an the, investigation check if you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want to see... This, this black dragon thing looks pretty cool. Okay. Uh, it's a I don't perception. Think I've seen a dragon before, so I want to see. It. I know it's a it's a model, but well, because you're perceiving rather than investigating, I'll say you you notice there's another. This staircase actually ends here, and there's another doorway at the other side of the room that yeah. seems to have a staircase within it. Um, you notice that there's the rest of the room is very plain. There's nothing else seemingly in here. Um, the dragon does indeed look to be made of like enamel or ceramic and it's been possibly painted, but you're not sure. And the sand inside the hourglass is like very yellow, very brown. Usually it's kind of a white color, but this one is quite brown in color. Okay. What do you guys want to do? Maybe we should give it a chance to open one of them at a time, just one to see if there is anything worth inside. Because if we open all of them, there's some monster or something, maybe not at the same time. Sure thing. Or we could open the um, the yellow-brown chest. Mm. Why? I don't know. The colour of the sand. Hmm. Okay, should we open that one then? I mean, there's nothing. There's no other really way uh, way to choose. Yeah, it's the colour of the sand. Joseph has now, uh, I don't know why, he's just kind of quite fixated with taking kind of trophies and stuff. So he's looking, he's eyeing up this dragon to see if I could maybe cut its head off and take it as a as a, like a trophy. So it's made of ceramic or something. Mm-hmm. I can just smash its head off with my sword. 
Uh, who are you asking? You. <laughs> oh, uh, well, you can certainly attempt to. Alright. Um, I might see if we can open this chest first, but then totally smashing this uh, dragon and head off. Okay. Which one do you open? Uh, the brown one. The brown one. This one or this one? Yeah, that one. Uh, so we so don't want to open, I don't know, there's four chests, four of us. Can open them all at the same time? Uh, you say that to the group, the group remains silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, could go, that could go really wrong. Oh, I don't like the sound of that, but... <laughs> well, you open the brown one and we'll open all the others, wink wink. I like that uh, this is the first time I've heard Zenorai, like, recommend caution. <clears throat> Zen Zenorai is somewhat afraid of dragons, be they animate or inanimate. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, there's been a some kind of magical attack in pretty much every room we've been in of this goddamn tower, so... Let's be on our guard. Um, okay. In that case, yeah, I'm gonna. Where's probably the safest position? I'm gonna like stand here, send a Dave over here, <coughs> and, uh, draw my bow and arrow in case anything attacks when we open this chest. Okay. Is Abe opening the yellow, yeah. the yellow colored chest? Yeah. Okay. You open it. Inside, you see two huge gauntlets that seem to be made out of like uh, like this brown leather hardened with something that you can't recognize and then there's a little piece of parchment atop of it that has some writing in common do you right, read it, it yes it says hello and congratulations for making it this far these are gauntlets of ogre power please think of them as your reward and please Take them and go. <laughs> okay, guys, do you want to open one of the other ones each, then? Uh, I will show you those. Go Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I'm going to show it to you now. So if you go to the... Actually, I think you can look them up in D&D Beyond. I'm sure these ones are actually in the system. Gauntlets of Ogre Power. Oh, uh, yes, they are. Yeah. Um, Whoa. They're pretty sweet. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Um, those are really OP. Yeah, the, the note uh, was obviously written. I just read it aloud, interpreting what the handwriting would sound like. That's awesome. You see what they do? Your strength is 19 while you wear these ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, obviously, presuming we pick them up and they do what they say they do, who has... Uh, has anyone got 19 strength already? Uh, I have 15. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck, they're yours then, definitely. You're our main melee fighter, aren't you? Yeah, mm. main attack with 19 strength, that would be good. Yeah. How nice. about each of you opens another one of those chests and see if there's anything there for you guys? So why don't we fuck around with the, um, the hourglass? <laughs> I quite like the look of this green one being all naturey. Um... Oh, if you're not going to open them, then I'm going to open the red one now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, uh, Joseph Joe keeps arrow knocked. Okay. Uh, as you open, uh, I retreat slightly into the stairway. Uh, as you open the red uh, chest, you see a lantern, like the kind of thing you would use to investigate a mine shaft, and another note atop it 
that says something very similar. Just instead, it says, this is a lantern of revealing. Think of it as your reward for making it this far. Now, please take it and go away. <laughs> uh, you can look that up. You can look that up in D and D Beyond as well. Hold on. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty fucking OP as well. Okay, so I think that um, this might be for you, Zenaria, because uh, invisible creatures and objects are visible as long as they are in the lantern's bright light. In case he loses his imp and needs to find him. Yeah, this is nice to find his imp. I lost my imp, guys. It's like the medieval equivalent of find my iPhone. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Forget the fact I can literally see through his eyes at any point in time. Just triangulate where he is. What if he closed his eyes, though? Yeah, it's an excellent point. And he's already been fucking around with me this session. He's been... Speaking with my voice, and I didn't ask him to, you know. You see, you hear Gahakt Balache telepathically in your head go, Hey, is there any uh, food in those chests? Yeah, I go, Yes, Gahakt Balache, this is a nice, tasty lamp for you that I'm going to. You see him immediately fly over to the lamp and start biting it. Ow! 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 (laughs) I can't believe that rotten fruit wasn't enough for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fuck it. Abe, you just open everything, man. Who Let's does what? Let's see what we get. First, okay, yeah. Abe opens open. the uh, grey coloured one. Is that true? Presumably, have you taken anything yet? Have you picked anything up? Yep. Yeah. I okay. took the gauntlet and I gave Zenaria the lantern. Okay. Cool. I'm going to retreat further down the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, you what's open. That, what's the lantern called again? Sorry, quickly so I can add it in. What's the last what? Oh, the lantern. It's called the, the lantern, lantern of revealing. Yeah. Cool, thanks. I think we should share them after we've got up, seen all of them. We can now share them. Um, okay, yeah. so you open the silver chest, and inside of it, you see a small gray rod, very similar to the one that you found at the top of that tree, placed there, mm. presumably by one of your brethren. And it has a very similar note. And this one seems to, as you pick it up to read it, some of the text changes in like a swirl and you double take and think, did I actually see that? And it says, this is an immovable rod. Congratulations on making it this far. I would not recommend proceeding. Think of these as your reward and go away. Okay, so maybe we do not open the last one. No, well, it's just it's a rod. You just you like press a button and it just stays there, wherever you put it. Nothing could move it. Yeah. I think it takes ten thousand pounds of force to move yeah. it. Uh, well. Okay. I mean, so in mechanical terms, your characters wouldn't know that. Just working out whether there's any synergies with. <laughs> Classic Ash looking for synergies. More about that. <laughs> I wonder what happens if you put a immovable word in a bag of holes and then try and walk away. You can make uh, intelligence or arcana check. I'm going to do an intelligence check, which I will fail. Oh, <laughs> make, a, make a natural 20. Uh, Sorry, roll I get, to, I get to re-roll. I get to re-roll. Oh, yeah, you do. Arguably a lucky 
halfling. Okay, with a 13, from what you know of bags of holding, they're like, a, they're not the rarest of items, but they're pretty uncommon. And you get the sense that when you put objects into them, they go somewhere far away. And when you retrieve them, you're pulling them back from that faraway place. So presumably putting an immovable rod inside of it would have no impact on the bag, but may do something wherever these objects go. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I kind of feel like we shouldn't open that final one. What do we reckon? Um, I, I, I say, yeah, definitely open it as I back further down the stairs. <laughs> no, no, give, give, me, give me the effect. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah, just open it. Yeah, just go for it, guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, mm, uh, <laughs> Joseph huh? runs over and chops the head off the black dragon. Okay, make an attack roll. All right. Uh, there you go. Okay. With an 11, you notice your short sword blade glance off the side of this enamel dragon's hide. But then you double take and look at it and you notice the little sculpture seems to be swelling in size and growing and growing and seems to climb, uh, climb off of the hourglass and the hourglass crushes beneath it. And suddenly in the middle of the room, you see a black dragon smaller than you expected. And that is where we will end the session. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that from chopping the head off it that yeah. happened? Oh, or shit. attacking it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to conduct a really, really helpful spell that would have told us what would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, only, I only realized too late that I had it. Uh, I was like, finally, a chance to use augury. Like, I'm what really. A, what, a, what, a random, what a random spell! Like, I haven't been able to use. I was like, yes. So let me let me tell you, like, augury. Augury is one of those like it's one of a DM's favorite spells because it gives us the opportunity to be like to do even more like storytelling stuff. So I've been waiting for you to use it for so long. Church's <laughs> <laughs> spontaneity. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have any suggestions or any ideas that we should incorporate, things you want to hear more of, things you would like to hear less of, just let us know at thewronghandspodcast at gmail.com. So T-H-E-W-R-O-N-G-H-A-N-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com.